it's important for every Shopify seller to ask themselves, what advantage does this bring to you? And one of the advantages could be speed. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Beasley. Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best Amazon stock management tool. How much has going out of stock cost you over the lifetime of your business? And what is it going to cost you this Q4? Eva predicts precisely what stock you need. It learns from your account and it improves constantly. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven-figure sellers. To get a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Ladles and jealous beans, welcome back to the Hot Takes, our last Hot Takes episode in the current format on the call-in show and also on Spotify and wherever it is near you for the e-commerce leader. Today, we are talking with our usual panel of Chris Green, uh, Carl Hamer, Jason Miles over in the United States of America. I'm over in Britain and we're talking about buy with Prime today, Shopify and Amazon integrating, playing nice or are they? This is going to be part of the discussion today. So let's get into this and have a chat about this. So who wants to kick off first? Yeah, I'll jump into it. I think it's great to set the table with a little bit of context what this program is and whether or not you should be excited or fearful. I think that'll be the uh, the big question. But essentially, uh, Buy With Prime, in my opinion, is an extension of sort of the Amazon Pay concept, uh, where in the past on Shopify or any e-commerce platform, you could, in fact, use a little pay Amazon pay checkout, use the Amazon checkout component um, and it's all tied into Seller Central. So with this, it's it's interesting because now what they're gonna do with this program, which is invite only, so it's not, it's still in beta, so it's invite only, but what you are able to do is actually get prime benefits extended to your website, to your customers, meaning that uh, you get all of the same shipping, uh, free shipping components for, well, free to the client, right? It's free to the customer, not free to you. But you get that, you get the returns policy and all of the prime benefits that Amazon takes and associates and now transfer to your to your website, to your users. And you still own the data, it's still on your store. Um, now, a couple of caveats to that is this, there's three things that you need in order to uh, be available or, or have the opportunity to, to have this program take place. One, you have to have a, a professional seller account for Amazon, right? Um, you do need to be using FBA. You don't have to be selling on the platform, but you have to be using them for fulfillment, right? So there's that piece of it. You know, so Amazon's going to be making their money on that. And then you have to have Amazon Pay set up um, on your store. So those are the three sort of components for it. So why would Amazon do this? I think is in my opinion, it's um, they see the writing on the wall in terms of competition out there for um, for with Shopify, with these other distributed e-commerce. And I think as Shopify is trying to work hard to sort of bring some cohesion to all of their different units and all their different websites, I think that Amazon sort of sees that as a, uh, a competitor to them. I think the other way that this makes sense for Amazon is it's an easy way to start talking about additional benefits to Prime without any cost really to them. 
like they can now go to their prime members and say, hey, now you have access to all these other really cool websites that want to use this really you can go buy with if you didn't want to buy directly with Amazon. So if there's brand affinity, I think it's an easy extension, easy sell to the to the prime benefit or to the prime members for Amazon um, as well. So the real question is, as a brand owner, are you really going to be interested in this? And what would be the benefit to you as a brand owner? Uh, so, yeah, let's let's kick it around. Excellent. Um, one other thought I've got is why Amazon might be doing this is I believe Amazon now has excess capacity, had far too little under lockdowns for a long time. And everyone in the Amazon seller community, if that's a thing, you know, so people who primarily or only sell on Amazon were very fearful of getting their internet, the, the IPI, what do you call it, the inventory performance index dinged and, and not being able to ship in products to Amazon. It was a bit of a nightmare for many of us, many many, many Q4s in a row, but actually we're now in the opposite, which is almost unknown to us as, as Amazon sellers. So I think that may be another reason why they're doing this is just to make use of the capacity they built and try and monetize it. But you're right, the primary question has got to be, should we be doing this if you're selling on, on your own website? So guys, uh, Chris and Jason, what are your thoughts? I'll jump in. Yeah, I think it's an intriguing question. Why should you do this if you're a seller? Well, um, the number one thing that you're focused on as a seller is conversion rate when you have people on your site. And the question would be, does this help? Uh, and the conversion rate metrics. Um, they, I've seen statistics that say adding, uh, you know, Amazon, you know, pay, like just, you know, just that level of it uh, benefits your site something like 17 percentage points on your conversion metrics. So, is it a useful thing in the mind of the customer to check out and to say, you know, oh, this is, uh, oh, I understand what's happening here. This, you know, I can, I, I like Amazon Pay. Uh, and then on the back end, does it help you more elegantly fulfill? I guess, I guess, you know, my question that I don't understand, I don't know, is Kyle, in terms of the integration with fulfillment on the fulfillment side for an order that pops into your Shopify dashboard, is is it create an elegant path there is there any difference in how you currently like you do this on lita you you fulfill mm -hmm. with a couple taps of your on your phone from uh fba through your shopify you know orders that come in is it mixed uh, does it improve that experience or change anything in that regard yeah that i'm not sure about i do think it probably as simple as creating a multi-channel fulfillment order which is essentially mm -hmm. what you would be doing with it so I don't think there'd be any sort of change fundamentally with it. The other thing that does happen, which is really interesting for the brand owner or the website owner specifically, is that it adds the prime badge to the products that you submit for the program. So now on your website, on the product page, it's prime. It's just like you would on Amazon see the prime eligible badge. So that's, that's interesting from a conversion rate standpoint. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things, too, that I think is a, a challenge or has been a challenge for many like website owners, and, and the, especially if they sell on both Amazon and their own website, is sort of getting those prime uh, customers to convert actually on their store. Because there's no real incentive for the prime customer to shop on your website. Like there's literally, I mean, you can engineer, there are some tactics, right? There's some VIP programs and there's some things that you can incentivize, but 
in many cases, it's not a strong enough incentive to sort of pull people away from Amazon to make that purchase if you're on bulk. I think this actually makes that potentially more easier to do because now they get all the same benefits of Prime plus any additional benefits that you want to yeah. layer on from like a VIP program or points program or any of that kind of stuff. So I think it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah that sounds very, very powerful to me. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on this? I think everyone here and everyone out there is sleeping on this program because it's way better, in my opinion, of course, better, more influential, um, way too many, so many benefits, incredible amounts of pros to minimal, if any, amounts of cons. Um, it's something that's been around. They used to call it uh, Prime on your site. This is like at least 10 years ago. And it was like Kyle said, like a kind of integration of multi-channel fulfillment. Now, I don't know if they treat multi-channel fulfillment orders the exact same as a retail order at Amazon. I'd have to believe they're at least a little second tier compared to uh, an Amazon retail order for a Prime customer. But the thing that people need to remember about Prime, it's not about being loyal to Amazon or loving Prime. You can hate Amazon and hate Prime and love Prime benefits because you get your stuff fast. I got something on a Sunday that I ordered at 4.30 in the afternoon and said, if you order in the next 45 minutes, it'll be at your house before 7.30. Yeah, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm not going somewhere else. I'm not going to a website where I got to create an account and like make a login and pay shipping and it might ship tomorrow. Like, like that's what to me, that's what Prime is all about. So being able to extend those benefits that the customer sees and understands and says, Yeah, yeah, I want that. I know I can get it fast. It's gonna I don't know it's gonna have like the oh you order in the next three hours kind of thing on a, on the website. I doubt that would be at at, at the launch. Um, but that could come in. I mean, that's going to incentivize conversions. It's going to give people a reason to buy on your site. Like I said, why would somebody buy on somebody else's site when I can just go to Amazon and get the same product, get it faster, I think one click, you know, I'm just I'm just done. Um, I think, and I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but Shopify bought Deliver, right? Deliver were like two R's at the end. I didn't know how big they were. They're a $2 billion company, right? So now you got Shopify with Deliver integration and fulfillment. And yeah. Amazon's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can buy from Amazon retail, or you can go to the third-party website where they have Shopify, a great checkout experience, right. uh, and now they got you know, fulfillment integration. Wait a minute. No, 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 We don't want two pies. We want to we get a little piece yeah. of that, but we want to still be involved in third-party plus buy with Prime instead of like it's either on Amazon as a seller central account or not. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a smart move by Amazon to do that. And I think it's a you know, the, the risk I see is, well, before the risk, the other benefit that I think people are sleeping on is that we get the customer data, right? We yep. don't get mm -hmm. that as yep. a seller. Currently, we get the customer data because that's the risk I want to bring up just to scare everybody is Amazon two years from now could change and be like, yeah, by the way, we're not going to give you customer data anymore. Possible. Mm -hmm. I really don't think that's their motive, but, it, yeah. but it's possible. You know, you're going to play well, someone else's sandbox. So you got to play by the rules. It flows through the order structure in Shopify. So it's, it's, it's your – they have to check out through your site. Right. Uh, they could check it's out as a guest, I suppose, use and use it. Right. Well, right, right. I'm I'm talking yeah, in the yeah. Shopify context, yeah. So, um, yeah, but those are, I think those are interesting points. Um, the deliver thing we need to sell for a whole different podcast because I think that's a really interesting uh, topic in and of itself with a lot of nuance. Um, I think I'll just make one comment about the like who is this best for? Then people might be listening to this who are retail arbitragers or who uh, do um, you know different forms of uh, Amazon selling. And they always poke around in Shopify as an idea. And I would just say that the Shopify sites that we've seen be most successful and think on you to me and with our one-on-one -on -one consulting work and all of that, we've worked with close to 40,000 Shopify sellers now. The ones that we see be successful are a 
uh, focused niche product strategy. And mm-hmm. so you're not going to make a jack of all trades Shopify site and ever make any sense out of it. It you know where it's like a five and dime store. So the opportunity really for um, you know this is to as a logical extension of somebody who's got a, a brand, uh, private label or otherwise, and they really have focused on who their ideal customer is, and they know how to get them to the site, and then they know how to convert them. And the conversion piece, I think, is the most juicy bit of this. Um, but I think that's who this is probably ideal for. So, you know, if you're a retail arbitrager or, uh, you know, doing garage sailing or something like that, online arbitrage and using Amazon, this isn't the step for you until you get a focus. Now, if you're all in the garden category and all you do is source garden category items, then maybe you're talking or, you know, whatever it might be, uh, new in the box, uh, you know, automotive parts or whatever. You, you know, you, you have to have a niche or a, 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 a specific topic, I think, to make sense out of this. Uh, anyway, that's just my commentary in terms of who it might be right for. So. Just a quick commentary on the, the fears slash risk side. I think... Um, it probably depends which market you're in and what perception you have of, you know, the smaller websites fighting the giant go- Goliath that is Amazon. But one thing that's obvious to me is that Amazon's cannibalizing your sales anyway. So even if you have a certain residual fear or resentment against Amazon, I think if it makes it more possible to get a percentage of the sales on your website, I would do everything in favor of that. And to Chris's point, I think Prime is so, so powerful, so trusted, and we all generally have personal experience of it and so do the consumers who come to our site that i think it's definitely worth exploring i mean whether it's going to be a risk i don't know and i'm not a shopify specialist or a dtc guy but I, I can't help feeling that if we don't do this then the clicks that go to our website are going to get wasted if the conversion rate isn't boosted enough and most of them will find their way back onto google and then onto amazon anyway so i think Amazon's going to be taking our sales one way or the other i'd rather have amazon take a piece of the pie at the back end of the process and to your point jason keep the customer data for me that's the number one frustration of selling on amazon um and the de-risking yeah. factor of having your own yeah. list so i i don't see much downside really um but we should talk about that specifically chris it sounded like you were going to say some sort of downside thoughts that you had what what are your thoughts on that oh that was just going to be the risk right the risk of amazon changing the, the sure. you know outline of the program kind of thing you know, and, and like you just said, Mike, like you're worried about like, like you know, people don't want to be too reliant on Amazon. Like they can be in the beginning of the transaction, at the end. And I just don't want people to go out down the road of like, no, I need to be completely independent of Amazon. Like you can think that, I guess. I don't see Amazon as like this bully. I see Amazon as you know, providing a ton of value to the customer through selection and speed and, and all of these other things that we, in my opinion, thankfully get to take advantage of. Uh, so I want to look at them as a partner, a strategic partner, a partner that like, hey, you know what? I might kind of change the rules of our relationship here, but not a no, no, no. We have to be able to do this business without Shopify, without Amazon. With, I'm going to ship all my own stuff. I mean, like, I guess, but I, I think people are kind of missing the forest for the trees. Is that the right use of that phrase? Um, <laughs> you know, going right. a too crazy on it. Um, well, you can hate they, Amazon. I know people who like yeah. hate Facebook, and I'm yeah. like, oh, you can hate yeah. Facebook. And there's run people Facebook that ads. definitely, like, yeah, there's definitely yeah. people that hate hate Amazon. Here's the, the other piece of it where I think this gets a little bit tricky for folks. If you were running uh, a Shopify store or your website, and your products don't lend itself well to a um, cost effective FBA, 
right? So you might have a big product. It might be way too expensive for you to ship by FBA. Then this program would be nice to have, but it might be difficult to, to sort of implement, right? Because you have to be using Amazon's fulfillment to actually take advantage of it. So I think there's a little bit of nuance there for, for certain folks, but I don't think the downside, the downside risk is that you get it started and Amazon gets rid of it. You know, it's like, well, it was great while it lasted and hopefully you did everything in your power to basically convert those prime customers to your customers and build your list with it. I mean, that's literally on like Amazon's page talking about this program, their selling point for this literally is turn prime members into your customers. That kind of blows my mind because that's something that Amazon would never like. That was like, no, yeah, that's out of our customers. We're never going to, mm -hmm. we're never going to trade or you're never going to have this information. So I think they do see, the writing on the wall to sort of partner with brands more effectively on this. I think that they need to, I think that what you mentioned with deliver and Shopify, the other thing with Shopify that's really interesting is the Shopify, the shop app that they're rolling mm -hmm. out. Yeah. That's one way that they are bringing together all of these different websites in their ecosystem into an easy to find format on a mobile phone. And I think it's being, uh, I don't know enough people are paying attention to it because what I'm seeing in analytics in the, customers and clients that we have with Shopify is it's driving returning customers and it driving a large portion of referral and high converting customers. Mm -hmm. So if you're not implementing that on your Shopify store, you need to be using the shop app that's from Shopify. But I think those two things, you have deliver fulfillment because Shopify was trying to get into their own fulfillment for a while, right? They, they rolled out Shopify fulfillment and it kind of was a bit of a disaster. It didn't really work as well as they wanted it to. So I think deliver was sort of their ability to say, Hey, let's shortcut this process and buy, you know, something that we can incorporate. And they're starting to bring these different tool sets together, I think, to get more exposure to everyone in, in their ecosystem, which is, which is direct competition to Amazon. So Amazon's play. And, and I would say this is an extension from Amazon's perspective on this, this is a, a deeper extension of what they're doing. Like, for example, we've talked about before on this show, the brand referral bonus where Amazon would pay uh, or, or pay back a percentage up to like 10% of the 15% referral fee that they charge in every sale to brands that are sending external traffic in and buying your products on Amazon. So I think we're just seeing the sort of the, the uptick in the war, if you would, that's starting to cook between these places. I think you look at sort of the Shopify, the Amazon and the Walmart all sort of battling it out in the e-commerce space. I think ultimately it's going to bode well for the actual brand owners and multi-channel sellers. I think it's important for every Shopify seller to ask themselves, what advantage does this bring to you? And one of the advantages could be speed. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is if you, you know, how can you not compete with Amazon? And one of the ways you can not compete with Amazon is you literally just can't get orders out the door as fast as they can. And, you know, Chris, to your point earlier, I mean, ordering something on a Sunday and getting it, you know, in, in an hour or two or whatever. The back end operation of most Shopify sites look like somebody sitting there printing out the orders, mm -hmm. <laughs> stuffing stuff in the box, taking it to the waiting for the postal guy to come or taking it to the post office before, you know, 430 or five o'clock every afternoon. And the best you can do is, you know, maybe maybe get out the door same day you get the order but much more frequently it's a day or two or three and one of the value propositions originally to shopify compared to being on ebay was ebay would actively harm your seller account if you ship slowly you know they they, they would ding you if you ship slow 
And uh, and Shopify, you're like, well, I can ship anytime I want. I mean, I can ship in four days. I can ship in three days. It doesn't matter because the customer, you know, their expectation is different on my site. Well, that was 10 years ago thinking. Mm-hmm. Now it's what does Amazon have that you need? And speed might be the answer. And so the question is, how much do you have to pay for that? Yeah. And you have to pay by using FBA. So I think that's the important calculus to sort through. Uh, for Shopify sellers, you know, but but in some scenarios, using FBA and Amazon shipping is actually cheaper. And not only is it faster, but it's also and cheaper, cheaper, yeah, cheaper yeah. than even using three right. PLs. Even if you had a three yeah. PL that could ship yeah. out same day, it still yeah. might be cheaper to use Amazon to do the fulfillment for it because because you, you get economies of scale. Yeah. And robots. You get robots. Like, I've actually yeah, toured one of these robots. fulfillment centers. There's literally <laughs> robots, robots bringing you. No, no, I'm serious. There's always, there's like this, this cage section of the fulfillment center, and there's these robots zipping around, and they literally come to the station where the, the human is standing. And the human says, looks at a screen, and says, pick this, tr- this tray or this drawer. They open it up, grab the thing, stick it in the box. And then once that box is filled, it just goes down the conveyor. And there's these conveyor belts of boxes flying over your head that are going downstairs to where they all get sort of put together and boxed up and then shipped out the door. It is insane. And I'm pretty sure your 3PL doesn't have a bunch of robot armies working 24-7. Just, <laughs> yeah. just saying. I would just almost flip this on its head and say, if you're not using somebody as reliable as FBA, you're really risking your business. So I had a, a client recently who's a Belgian guy. He sells in Bol. He's about to launch on Amazon in various marketplaces in Europe. And he had an absolute nightmare because he was trying to go multi-channel a bit too fast. I kind of tried to point that out to him, but he's gone through his own journey with this. And he had a 3PL that was reliable in the Netherlands, but couldn't deliver in Belgium. So, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's going to be the same in the States, which is a huge country. And that's one of the things that Amazon's enabled everyone to forget how huge the United States is. It's, it's extraordinary what they've achieved. I would argue nobody, including like the, the you know, the United States Postal Service or the, the Royal Mail, which have been around for hundreds of years, has a can't hold a candle to Amazon in terms of accuracy, never mind speed, and particularly in the peak seasons, you know, so Q4 most of the time. I think um, I haven't got much experience outside the Amazon bubble as a, as a seller personally, so I have to be aware of my bias there, but I would be very worried and scared about using anyone else to fulfill to the consumers out there. And to your point, Jason, I think the fact that we don't see rude reviews turn up on Shopify or get our account dinged on you know ebay style doesn't mean that consumers aren't mentally blacklisting us we just don't see it and just because we don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist so i think the expectation for consumers has been set by amazon and we have to hit that and the simplest way is to simply use amazon i would say they they are blacklisting you they're not buying on your site exactly i mean they may not be telling you that but their lack of actual purchasing is the signal that they're sending you well, but that's not always the uh, there's nuance there because some sure. customers don't have the expectation. Some sites are all digital goods, in which case they get it instantly. I mean, there's nuance there in terms of uh, uh, how that plays out. But I mean, I think the summation of this whole conversation to me is like Amazon is fully leaning into the omni channel approach. I mean, you know, Kyle and I renamed our business this last year Omni Rocket because it is an omni channel world. I mean, everybody, everyone is integrating in every way across platforms and it's really interesting so i love it okay chris i'm aware you haven't had a, a safe for a while so plunge in what are your final thoughts on this <laughs> i know we got to wrap this up and uh you know what what from the print on demand world of you know apparel and, and kdp with books um 
it is a little bit different because you have to commit inventory, which means you commit money um, and lead time and actual inventory instead of sitting back on print on demand. But Jason, oh my gosh, think about what you could do as a KDP seller that has FBA inventory and a website with Buy With Prime. You can undercut Amazon. You can ship just as fast. The margin built into your books is going to give you leeway to run promotion and offer bonus digital downloads. I mean, I could spend the entire... Yeah, I would give up all the other stuff just to do buy with Prime with KDP books integrated with Amazon and, and sell against them through my own site and build your own customer list. It's it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I really hadn't put these these dots together point. until now. It's off, unreal yeah. what you could do as a KDP author. Instead of, hey, buy from Amazon and then send me your receipt and I'm going to double check it and I'm going to send you your downloadable. Forget that. Give me a break. It's all, it'll all be automated and done and cheaper and less expensive. And oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. It sounds like we're all broadly pretty bullish on this whole buy with Prime thing. So um, that that's what I'm taking from today. I know we're going to wrap up, so I won't do the, the traditional round the table final thoughts. But uh, if you are listening, folks, talking of quick round the table this is our last panel show in the current format on call-in we've decided that call-in has been you know an interesting place to be but uh, we're going to simplify things down and just stick with the usual podcast channels and also probably change the format a bit as well because sometimes we're having the best conversations off air after the recording has stopped and we want to make sure we got those conversations and share them with you so um we are not going to be found on call-in as a sort of quartet as a panel but we will be available very much on the other usual places you can find us. Uh, that is to say, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And with that, I'm going to have a wrap up because we've got to dash off into the next meeting. So thank you so much for listening to the e-commerce leader hot takes call-in show. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vizi in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.